when the lesson has not been learned, you have to have to do a part two. <laughs> too patient, too furious. The sequel. No, not the too sequel, patient, too movie, furious. It'll be the... patience, too, too patient, too prayerful. Too, pr- <laughs> too patient, too prayerful. <laughs> too patient. No. Mm. Actually, I guess you got to be prayerful when you're patient. Exactly. That's fine. Patience too. Too patient, too prayerful. That's Patience what this too. is going to be called. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I like that too, but better than back in the habit. Because <laughs> only people who understand, sis, like who know Sister Act and Sister Act 2 will, underst- will grab the joke. Now, I think the demographic of people who are listening to this, there's a 76% chance that they'll grab it. You mean but- like back of the hand, front of the hand? No, it's just, I feel like, no, 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 I just, this is just an age thing. I feel oh, like okay. Sister Act 2 is a big enough movie where if that came out and you were around that era, then you definitely knew of that movie. I don't think, like, I mean, obviously, I don't know what white people don't know. And I've stopped trying to figure it out. I mean, I'm learning that regularly and I'm astounded to find out that they don't know a lot. But I also don't know a lot about them either. So I also, I'm saying this as somebody who has also not seen Sister Act. So am I really just disgracing myself? No, because you're also, because you're also African. So that's that's factored into the kind of content. The foreignness is an excuse. Your foreignness is half an excuse, but you've Mm. lived here for long enough where... I'm a little bit shocked that you haven't seen Sister You Act say two. that, but there are French people who've been in this country for 35 years and still refuse to speak a lick of English, so no, don't, judge you, my, don't judge but me. But you like musicals. You enjoy that style. Like, I'm surprised. Yeah, you've yeah seen, I guess like, it just hasn't happened yet. You should see it. It's a great movie. Honestly, it's some of Whoopi Goldberg's finest work to me. I feel like it's less about it being a prominent movie or not. It's just I don't watch a lot of movies. Like, I will not, not actively... Anymore. Not anymore. Like, in the past, like, four years, five... Yeah, because it's probably, like, during college. I just don't... I will not sit by myself and put a movie on. Like, very rarely does that happen. Like, it does happen. I think the last movie I watched by myself just for fun was The Imitation Game. That is a great movie. That is a really good movie. Benedict like, Cumberbatch did Beans and Custard really hitting it right. It's not like he's method. He's definitely not a method actor. But I feel like there's something about how he portrays his characters that you're like, yeah, I believe you would do that. He's you know? very like malleable. Like you as a person. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Bandana surprisingly Cambana. very marryable. I just married malleable. any two words. I marry any two words that start with B and C. And that's what I call him. Banana Cabana. Beans and Custard. His name Bumbling is quite... Cumberbund. Bumbling Cumberbund is my favorite nickname for him. I feel like that's more stressful than his actual name. But I know, name but at the same time, very... but at the same time, I know his name is not hard to pronounce. It's not and hard it's to not sa- like it's, 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 it's not hard only to pronounce. Mildly, it's just not it's only mildly peculiar enough, and it's only mildly peculiar enough that he's an actor, and if I say any two words, one that starts with a B and one that starts with a C, everyone knows exactly who I'm talking about. Do they? I think they do. I think they do. I'm not sure. Bumbling Cumberbund? Come on. You know that's, exactly what I'm talking about. That's much more like <laughs> close to that's close enough to his name where I can assume who you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Bacla, if, you just, like, if you just say like banana cabana, like the first thing I'm going to is Princess Diaries. What? The the Hannah Lana 
and some other thing that ended with Anna. Oh my the, god, I've completely forgot about that reference. I was like, Princess, what? They were the ones who sang like the stupid Cupid song. Mm. The fact that you remember that. That was a great movie. I also watched it movie. recently. I think that's my sister's, fa- my sister's favorite movie. Princess Diaries? Yeah. yeah. Or one of her favorite movies. It's up there. Mm-hmm. It's up there, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite Y2K movie. Like, my nostalgic favorite is 10 Things I Hate About You. I can almost, I can quote you almost the entire movie. But that's because, I, I don't know whether everyone else feels this way, but the fact that this actor can play... Oh. Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger. But, like, Heath who, Ledger. who is his Patrick, Patrick Verona. Patrick. So the fact that he can play Patrick Verona, but then also play the Joker, and I'm in love with both of them. I'm obsessed with Heath Ledger. I am obsessed. I'm like... With, or I was obsessed with him. Both extremely scared of you and attracted to you. That's what makes him attractive. Also, maybe I shouldn't be in a room alone with you, because you might kill yeah, me. Yeah, that's I think exactly what makes that. him attractive. It's the, it's the risk. It's... <laughs> Jesus. you know it's like that's why people Jesus. think jason momoa is hot it's like there's uh, a chance there's a chance that he could just like if he wanted to rip you apart and kind of that part of it is kind of attractive you know <laughs> please but this isn't a dating podcast i can only do so much but this danger. Isn't a dating podcast. speaking of non-dating related activities um this God. past weekend this is probably the most outside that i was and i wasn't even really outside like that yeah, me too. But on Monday, we went to this day party thing. Oh, yeah. And how'd that go? It started off strong. Hmm. It started off strong. It we, sounds okay. like it started off strong and it didn't get stronger, though. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. What was nice about it is that... Okay, let me start with, like, weird things. We got, we got in there. Um, we were... It was like 3 p.m. Like we, I had just been, you know, cleaning my house and I wasn't doing much. So I wasn't also necessarily pre-gaming and turning up, which Mm -hmm. people apparently clearly were doing. So we came there pretty much sober, like, okay, like, let's get a drink. The drinks? Oh, gosh. I need to stop buying drinks in in Boston. I need to stop doing that. It, It was like... $35 for 32 ounces of liquid. God forbid. You know, I did not realize how expensive, one, expensive, and two, weak drinks were in Boston until I wasn't living there anymore. Like, yes, they're still expensive here, but, like, the ghetto. No, I was, I was, like, it tasted delicious, but I barely barely got a sip of the alcohol and so i was like oh so this is just like a dance event which is fine mm-hmm. which is fine listeners. no they upcharged because they knew people would be thirsty but there was no guarantee you were gonna get drunk off of it but here's the thing i like wasn't planning for my day to be pre-gaming for this thing because then True. i'd have to start drinking at like 11 a.m and that's Go for, yeah we that's don't have that energy some, anymore that's the move no 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 i if if I had planned to do that, then sure. Like, you know, if it was like, oh, everybody come over, we'll have boozy brunch, some, something. Yeah. It's kind of, but I can't just be, it's not like a turn up to head to a bar, head, turn mm-hmm. up to head to mm-hmm. a lounge, where it's just like, okay, we'll like grab a couple drinks at home and then we'll go. Like, I was running errands. Right. It, like, 
yes, the, we had the day off, but it was still Monday. So in my mind, mm-hmm. my thought wasn't 11 a.m., let's begin drinking. So the drinks were expensive. The music was really, really good. It was really good. And there were so many black people there, which is always fun. I like to see black people out just living their best lives, mm-hmm. gallivanting. So that was that was a pleasurable thing to see, just to see so many happy, beautiful black people out here wanting to have a good time. The music was fire. Um, we were just having a good old time dancing. And it was really, really nice. For the first, like, almost two hours, I was genuinely having a good time. And I don't know if it was the lack of alcohol, but I don't think so. Because I was having mm. a conversation with the people who were there. And I think that if I was inebriated when this happened at this point in my life i would start getting to a so a bitch can't say excuse me type of energy like Hmm. it was packed my guy Mm. i mean yeah it was the first like real fourth of july no but how are you going to have a dancing function i can't even i can't even take a step to the left you know they don't want you to take the step to the left they want everyone to take a collective step to their left but not you individually we only move as a unit now. No, I don't. <laughs> that yeah, that's part of what that's part of what like t- turns me off of going to Darties is there's always the potential for it to become a can of sardines, and I'm I I don't I don't know. Darties. Our, our people were not our people were not liberated to stand in a crowded room and not be able to move. Okay. Did you say Darties? Stay party now. No, I know what it stands for. What? So you call it a darty. Do you know what Darty sounds? It sounds like a Nigerian who can't pronounce Detsy. I'm screaming. <laughs> it said Darty though. That's it's what so they da- call it. Mm, that that dress is very Darty. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, but that's what they call it here. They call it a Darty. Okay. Or what's a dip party? Or we just keep no, no, no. Party. You can't say Darty. I don't know. You're the one that told me I don't. I, I've been in this country enough and long enough for you to assimilate. No, be assimilating now. Mm-hmm. Be assimilating. God, some of us have to work extra hard for a green card, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Is, did I ask you to stay here? You're the one who wants to stay here. You're the one who's abusing this country, calling it the ghetto, but then now you're the one who wants to stay. Now you're I'm the one not abusing. insulting the country calling it the ghetto, okay? <laughs> and even if I was, I could call it the ghetto because where I live, oh, Nigeria is also sometimes the ghetto. So, like, everywhere is the ghetto. Everywhere is the ghetto. It's, this is not exclusive to the U.S. Okay. As long as it's not exclusive. It's definitely not exclusive so to the US. I can't start to insult I cannot start to insult the US without insulting Nigeria as well. The world is yeah, most of the world is a ghetto. Except for like Singapore. And like Switzerland. <laughs> There's like three places Swaziland, also not the ghetto. Like <laughs> there are a few places on this earth that are not the ghetto. And that's okay. And those but are also the, only places the places that are, that are the, ghetto. the ghetto just need to ex- acknowledge that they're the ghetto. It's fine. It's fine. Not bad to be the ghetto. Good things come out of the ghetto. Yo, I love women. I do. I promise I do. Like this is not a this is not a women bashing channel. Hmm. But ladies, I thought we already said it was. Where are you going? <laughs> Genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, you're walking somewhere. Where are you walking to? <laughs> this room is not that big. This room is not that big. Where can you be headed to? The fan is not anywhere in this room. Is central ac so where are you walking to please you mean like people cutting you off at the party just like that, walking past that you? line of girls that is always walking. that's always traversing the group yeah they're all holding but hands like this with their arm up at the top this? 
Madam, where are you headed to? I would like to know. She's going to where you ain't. No, because the room, <laughs> it's not that it was a small space, listeners. It's not that it was a small space. But the only logical places that you could potentially be heading to is either down the stairs to exit the restaurant the venue? Mm-hmm. or to the bathroom. Both of those places were located by the bar. Mm-hmm. The bar was in the back of the room, the section of the room that was facing away from the window. And we were like closer up to the front. We were at like where the window was. So if mm-hmm. anything, the only logical way to get to the bathroom, like it wouldn't make sense to pass by us to get there. If that made yeah, sense. Yeah, some people just some people just like to do a little parade. So that's my, clearly what it was. And the thing is that okay, you what like not to say that the well, as I said as I prefaced this entire story, there were beautiful black people everywhere enjoying their lives, gallivanting. But ma'am, truly from the bottom of my heart, there was there's no reason to be moving around as frequently as you are. If you're mm. not all the things that you need are legit in the back of this room. So you should be traversing not near me. So me and Maya, we just we head downstairs. We're like, yo, we're not, we, we're not even dancing at this point. We're just standing here listening to music. Let's just go downstairs. Whenever everybody else wants to go, we'll go. But I'm not like, I'm I'm not even dancing at this point. So it's not a yeah. case that it wasn't fun anymore. But there just genuinely wasn't even space to do the thing that I was there that to do. That you came to do. Unless mm. it's a more intimate event. Like, I'm not assuming that I'm getting to know any of y'all. Yeah. That's okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's my time to just dance, enjoy. You know, we can have, like, fun conversation in the back. Oh, you're just so cute. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's cute. That's fun. But I'm not necessarily trying to leave there with my best friend in the world. And now we travel the world um, together on our unicorn. Like, I'm well, not you expecting. Say this, you say this, but, like, do you know the amount of people who meet their husband at the club? Or it's not. I don't think it'll be me. I'm just saying. I, I believe it. You say you don't know if it's true. You don't know if it will be you, but you know, God moves in very mysterious ways. I'm not here for club ministry. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, what was Jesus' first miracle? No, no, tell me. Jesus' first, first miracle? miracle was saving mm-hmm. a wedding. That's what he did. Okay, what did he do to save the wedding? And it was a wedding party. It was the it was after party yes. of the wedding. Right? Yes. What did he do to save the wedding? He provided oh, yeah, refreshment. In what form? In drinking form. Jesus said, turn up, okay? <laughs> All I'm saying is, if God, could do, if God could do miracles in the old-time the Middle Eastern club, there are different levels you can't of find turn your up. husband. There's different levels of turn up. I'm not saying that I can't be turning up and meet somebody. Why are we True. even talking about this? This is unnecessary conversation. <laughs> well, because now it's relationship tough. This now is you're like, unnecessary Nick. conversation. Oh, That's not even the point of the story. The point of this story is events. The point of this story is events planners. This was a fabulous event, genuinely. Like the DJ was on, the location was on, the drinks incredibly overpriced. I will be showing up already <laughs> inebriated the next time I arrive. Mm. However, however, this like and the location. The reason why I'm saying the location was on is that the location had two floors. But oh yeah, I didn't even peep, peep that. Here's the thing. Here's where I believe sense left the equation. Hmm. Why is it that this place has two floors and 
the top floor you're using for dancing and the bottom floor you're using to create an extended line so that people can get upstairs. Why not just use... There were so Odd. many people upstairs. We could have very easily split this into a two-level thing and yeah. had more people there. there no, was... but it's the feeling of exclusivity. When you have two <sighs> floors for a location... You need to set off. Well, you don't need to, but they want to section off a part that's like exclusive. They Everyone already had VIP. They had VIP, VVIP. I know, but they need to make people who didn't buy v- VIP feel like there's something that they can kind of get to that's also like somewhat desirable or like unatta- while being un- unattainable. It's very frustrating. It's very stupid, but you know, this is how parties look apparently. I had a. You're older. Like, I feel like maybe 21 year old me would have been, oh my goodness, so fun. Everybody, we're just here, we're just vibing. It's just, it's time for us to be. That day was not for that. I just well, like, it could have been, but. I'm like, it's just, I, here's like one of the, the people we came with had an electric fan, and I was like, this is the smartest girl I've been here. This is mm. the brightest madame. You know what? You know what that takes? Patience. To be able to scope out. In fact, you're reading my mind. To be able to do that. To leave with all of my things intact. Mm-hmm. That takes patience. Welcome to our big podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't the transition you were all expecting, but uh, here we are. Welcome, welcome. Oh. I don't even know where to begin. Actually, no. I do know. We're going to start on a negative note, ladies and gentlemen. I believe as we wrap up this last wave, it's not that this is ending soon, but, you know, this this first year is coming to a close. We're hitting our Our first set of episodes. Not our our Q4. Please take corporate speak out of this. We're hitting our Q4 wave of episodes and as this is coming to a close, the positivity is leaving my body. Yeah. Um, I'm we are tired. I'm I'm truly tired. I know I say that a lot on here, but it's definitely more than tired, but the overwhelming emotion and or and or feeling that I have at this point is fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I would like to immediately go back on the first episode, on the first edition patience of this episode. episode, and say that I regret praying for patience. <laughs> what a poor decision. Notice how I didn't ask for patience in that episode. It was all you. I knew that it was going to be bad. Mm. I knew that the minute I knew that things were only going to get worse from that prayer. So I think a part of me is like, I, 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 I really did this to myself. Yes. However, not that you deserve it, but yes, I don't, I do, do not, yourself. I don't think I, I deserve it. That's the whole point no. of patience is that you probably didn't deserve it, but you need to just eat it anyways. Mm-hmm. You need to just take that on the chin. Patience brings out the adult in me. Patience makes me have to take a breath and think about the kind of person who I want to be. Right. And then take actionable steps to become that person. Yeah. I don't like that person. <laughs> okay, that's... Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. No, I agree. I don't like that person. When... It's, it's, the, it's in the small things. Let's take a harmless 
non, um, not at all relevant story of someone say matching your foot. Hmm. Somebody like matching your f- you bush somebody. Somebody <laughs> matching your foot. All the money they paid for your education. Yes. Somebody matching your foot. They Kai. Do. Kai. <laughs> Let's even add Pepe onto the problem that it was somebody with stiletto. Oh ow. And they've stepped on you. Whether they did it accidentally. Let's know that it has to be accidentally. If it was on purpose, I don't have that patience yet. God, you don't need patience for that. And they've matched my foot accidentally. The patient adult in me, the person who I eventually want to become, tells me, "Look, I understand Mm. that you're in a great deal of pain right now, and that you would love nothing more than to backhand this babe." Bitch. However. She did not mean to do that to you. And while you are having to bear the consequences of her actions, I am, I beseech you, madam. Hmm. How do you go from matching your foot to beseech? It's an art. It clearly is. I beseech you to grant this lady grace. Maybe, you know, let her know so that she can be more careful in future instances but not charge this to her character nor her heart. Mm-hmm. That step, it requires me having to literally fight myself, fight hmm. every instinct in mm-hmm. me that wants to just lose Slapper. it. And this is, this is an unre- irrelevant fake scenario that I'm bringing up and I'm already upset. Mm. My hands are already shaking. So imagine the real things that I've actually been going through that are way more annoying and frustrating than somebody just stepping on me. Yeah. I am tired of being the adult. This does not this does not mean that my quest for patience is over. It just means at this point, I'm tired of being the adult. I'm tired of trying to be the adult. I'm 24. And some of y'all are older than 24. That's true. Which means y'all should know better. But clearly you don't. And asking for patience is asking to be the adult in the room Mm -hmm. in the midst of chaos. Yep. And sometimes all I want to do is just break things. And that's what I did. I had gotten to such i like i was i felt like i was gonna go crazy like i was going to see red and lose it so i invited a friend of mine um we went to a rage room together oh i've always wanted to go to one of those best thing that i've ever done i was living my absolute joker fantasy oh my god it was just chaos for chaos sake oh my goodness like you walk in and it's actually like uh women owned which was really cool um out in avon so we oh, met up so with nice. the ladies who owned the space and like they put us in the gear and we like um we came in with just like athletic wear and we had this tarp we had to like wear and zip up um mm-hmm. had protective face coverings all of that and you walk into this room and there's just an array of weapons you have golf clubs oh my God. you have bats you have wrenches you have everything that you could use to break something. And then you just have these crates like like lined up in the back room with things that you can smash. Oh my I gosh. 
had a field day. We start. We recorded it. I need to actually get that video. Yeah, I want to see this. I experienced what I would deem almost a sick amount of joy from mm. breaking these things. Like I would throw a bottle up in the air and then use a bat and then swing at it and then watch it like, and it would shatter. That's the word I'm looking for. It would shatter just in mid air and it would like rain glass. And because I had my protective covering, I could just like dance in it. For those of you wondering why I'm sitting here silent, I'm literally sitting here wide eyed, like excited, just like, <gasps> like listening to all of this, like, that sounds like fun. Oh my God. And it's great because I don't think I, I was never angry to the point where, oh, I'm imagining this is somebody's face, mm -hmm. but it was just nice to be destructive and to not have to be an adult and not have to make the right decision and not how to not have to consider someone else's thoughts or feelings mm -hmm. over mine in that moment. I just got to break things because I wanted mm -hmm. to break things and nobody was going to get harmed. Yeah, I mean, psychologically, that makes sense. Like a lot of, I mean, I talk about this a lot with my therapist that a lot of the reason why stress takes such a painful toll on our bodies is if like there's a lion on the other side of a gate and you're scared of it and then it goes away you get to sigh and release that energy right the same way that like if you are phys like if you're carrying something up the stairs and it's really really heavy you get to put it down and feel a sense of relief with mental stress you're holding on to the the, the 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 strain right the mental strain the physical strain your blood levels are rising your 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 you have a headache your blood is rushing all of these things happen but there's no like clear moment of release from all that stress which is why a lot of people who like have stress issues will maybe they'll join they'll go to the gym or something or like go for a walk just so you have like a physical outlet for all of that stress and then there's a release of it afterward so like going to a rage room makes a lot of sense because it's like all of the pent up anxiety stress and and um tension that you have you've been holding physically you haven't had a chance to let it out so being able to go somewhere where you're able to physically like physically enact all of the stress that you felt not even directed at a person but just in life in general you get to let it out and then there's finally a sense of release because once you're done breaking shit there's not much more shit to break yeah. it's like you finally get to sigh and there was also a cool down room, which I also really There's liked. a cool down room. So after you finish breaking so that your body can just kind of like rest and you can process Samusa. everything that you've done. It was it was so great. Like it it's not that it was anything super fancy. Like it was just it it was simple but well executed. They had the ladies who owned the business. Ugh, I I want to actually shout them out. Um, yeah. not that I even believe we have the audience like that. Mm. we do don't you're the one that's always telling me not to speak negative things to this podcast so oh yes it's called just smash it it's in avon massachusetts um so uh, yeah those ladies ran an excellent business um and it was crazy affordable so for my friend and i it was like 55 bucks that's can you imagine I bought a drink for that's 35. really nice. Oh my god, half of your drink you could have been you could have spent to go smashing again. shit, yeah, and leaving your body. But I spent it to buy alcohol. Not even alcohol. You you spent not it to buy juice, juice with a drop of alcohol. Ugh, what it? Shame. But I am learning that in this prayer for patience, I knew it was going to be bad. It is bad. I'm realizing just how much 
I have to work on. I already knew I had mm. a lot to work on. I'm not a patient person. We talked about this in detail last episode. But I think that I am impressed with how my patient self can now override my chaotic self mm-hmm. when I need to, when this the situation calls for it. So it's right. good to know that that discipline's there. So like when, if I need to be patient in a moment, I am, I, I don't just like lose my mind and get yeah. like super aggravated, but I'm feeling the toll that mm-hmm. it's taking on my mind and body to exercise this way or that mm-hmm. to, yeah, that takes to exercise this virtue and I don't know what to do with that because being patient in uh, in itself is making me angry. Mm -hmm. As my patience has grown, I've realized how large my petty monster is. Mm -hmm. Like if I wanted to take it there, it would be bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm smart enough where I'm smart enough and driven enough to execute this. Yes, you are. And I don't want to do that. I'm well, that's a lie. I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Jesus has not allowed me to do that, though. He Mm -hmm. is giving me the choice whether to or not do that in the end. He's not. Hmm. Unlike some people, I still have the choice to make the the bad decision that I want, even if it may not serve me, but I have the choice to do it. And while I believe that chaotic me is just a smidge louder than patient me. A smidge. Just funny. It's more than a smidge, babes. That's okay. You know, I'm still growing. I still, I still, I'm glad because at least I can, I can do the patient thing. Mm -hmm. When I, I've, I've been in moments where like, that's legit what this past couple like of weeks months however long it's been yeah it has been me being faced with situations where I was sometimes like in the right to while out choosing not to or choosing to like sideline my own feelings to like to address the needs of other people and then choosing to deal with mine later or Mm -hmm. and and it's great to know that I had that skill I don't necessarily love that I've had to deal with all the drama to get there. That's right. So it's, it's kind of a catch 22. I think what makes it more painful is that it's, you know, that being patient is good for you in the long term. I think, but it's like, there are so many moments where I could easily just snap. And that is also a valid, valid response. Like, being patient being the bigger person like yes that's the good thing to do but i don't think it's invalid to not have the capacity to be patient no like we had a we we had had a whole there's a group project that we've been working on this week and there's five of us in the group and two people weren't doing shit and i had to like i texted into the group chat and was like i added both of them i like added both of them and was like I need both of you to get your shit done by 2 p.m. today so I can edit and and submit this because we've been waiting for you to submit your parts for the past two days. Ordinarily, I should not say that. I should say, oh, 
everyone. We just need to get this done. You know, if you haven't had a time today, because ordinarily it could be like, oh, maybe they have other classes they're doing homework for. But in that moment, I was like, I don't care if they have other classes. This is the one thing I have to do today. And they're holding me up. Can we get this done? And it's like, there's something about the patients in that kind of situation that would almost make me feel more stressed it would definitely make me feel more stressed, but it almost makes me feel more agitated in that I know, like, yes, I'm supposed to be patient with this person, but, like, my whole body is in stress waiting for this person to do this thing that I need them to do, and they're not doing it. Like, yes, I'm being patient with them, but, like, I don't know if I can take it anymore. No, I mean, it's definitely a balance. I mean, we had a whole episode in our lessons to our white friends where we talk about the importance of getting disagreeable mm-hmm. and recognizing that... In, let's say, an instance that you brought up where you have a deadline to meet and there are things that need to get done, you can only be patient to a certain point where it's, I got a certain point. To a certain point, extent, this, yeah. This needs to be turned in. So I'm patient till there's no more patience to be had. Or yeah. God doesn't like come in and step in and be like, yo, you need to relax and yeah. you need to, to take a chill pill and give this person a little bit more grace. The My instant- problem is, I'm sorry, go on. Oh, the instances I'm talking of, I've been finding out more is these are people who in some way or another haven't learned like a skill or a trait like, mm. and their lack of knowledge is actively hurting you. Oh, I will fill you in after this episode. Do I have examples for you? So... In Long story the, short, my program uh, sucks. <laughs> but I mean, and, and that's just one of many instances. But mm-hmm. in, in, when I think about the, a lot of the instances I've been having to exercise patience is recognizing that like, is one recognizing that there was a younger version of me who didn't mm. know these things and having an adult who was patient with me and willing to be gracious in letting me get there and recognizing right. now I am starting to experience moments where I'm having to be patient with other people Mm -hmm. who may not necessarily have earned or had a right to my patience. This is a a decision that I am making as an adult who is forming who I want to be. And I want to be someone who is understanding because I recognize the importance Mm -hmm. that skill has played in my life and with the people who I see as role models. Right. But what's tough about it is I am essentially also picking, like, I'm facing consequences mm-hmm. while I am trying to do this good thing. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm not here calling yep. myself like Jesus. Jesus knows that I'm very far from him. I'm his <laughs> child, but it's looking very, like, redheaded step. So, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> redheaded step? Like a redheaded step kid? <laughs> yes. I hate you for that. What? <laughs> I'm here in this like small isolated instance where I'm having to be more gracious or more patient with someone and Jesus, somebody like people killed you. People nailed you, nailed you to a cross and you still didn't disrespect them like you should have. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm amazed. Like (laughs) not me being like, I'm amazed by you, Lord. (laughs) But truly, I think the more that I see the kind of man that Jesus was and the kind of woman that I want to become, Mm -hmm. 
I have hope that like I'll eventually get there, but man, the walk, the toiling that you're the work you're gonna have to put in to yeah. develop these traits is is no beans. Is no, not not small. Beans. Because not when I when people when they say people will try you, they will try your last nerve. Somebody yeah. has to be the adult in the room. And unfortunately it, now I it am has being, to be me. It it's starting to be me more. Mm-hmm. It's not you know, always me, but I'm noticing instances where um things are happening and they're looking to people to be held responsible, people to look for, and people are looking my way and I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you looking at? <laughs> you know, it's funny how like when we were kids I feel like the adults in our lives used to say it's a lot at home where they say, you're looking for my trouble. You're looking for my trouble. You're looking for somebody's trouble. I never understood it. I was like, how can you be looking for somebody's trouble? Until now, it's like, I feel like niggas is looking for my trouble. Genuinely. I feel like people are looking for my trouble. Like, I feel like... Like, y'all want me to be crazy. There are so many moments where I feel that level of strain. Like, I feel like I'm being tested and I'm just like, God, are you even here? Like, is this... Are you sure that you said like it when when I think about the plans that God has for my life and the conversations I've had with him and he's always said, I will hold your hand. I will be with you through all of this. I'm here. I got you right now. I'm sitting and I'm like, you said you're holding my hand, but like, I don't know if she feels empty. Where are you? Like, aren't you? You were supposed to pull up with me to this. Why am I dealing with all of this? Everyone's supposed to be tested. I get it. And at the same time, it's like I'm feeling all of this emotional strain and knowing other people are going through worse. And somehow I'm still supposed to deal with that. Somebody, somebody bring back when you first became a Christian. Bring back that first year of Christian energy. The I miss honeymoon it. phase. The honeymoon yeah. Christian where Jesus is just great. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love Jesus. Oh my God, I'm getting so invested in my small group. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, Jesus is so awesome. Oh my goodness, Jesus is just out here blessing it's like me. You're, you're, it's like the Kool-Aid is fresh. Bruh. You know? like, Chris, it tastes sweet. They've it's just cr- brought like, it outside of like, the fridge. It's like McDonald's Sprite. Yes. <laughs> Very cripsy. <laughs> It's like very, it's very creepy. Yes, creepy. McDonald's creepy. Wow, wow! I miss yeah. those days of my faith because man, is we're in a different season. Yeah, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. So much of my time has been spent questioning God and sometimes doubting Him, and I feel like not enough I, I, Christians talk about it. But I feel like we don't hear how dark it can get sometimes Yeah. that I, I don't think I am yet at a place where I'm having a crisis of faith, but I know people who've been there. Mm-hmm. People who like, they're really out here wondering why am I following this person? And should I continue to follow this person? Like I can yeah. make a choice to stop doing this here today. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm there yet, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely in moments where I'm wondering God, what is we doing? Yeah. How did we get here? How did I get here? It's like that Rick and Morty bit. You don't mm. remember that? No, I do. Interdimensional yeah. cable. But yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm not, it's not a crisis of faith. Like, I still know he's there. I know I'm hearing him. Even if I'm, if I'm, I'm listening, I know he's there saying something and I may not be understanding it. Like, there's no doubt that God is there. It's just... I'm like so on the edge of what I am capable of handling that I'm like, am I still 
aligned with what he has said is supposed to happen to me and then on top of that did i even hear him correctly the first time and then on top of that wait is there even anything planned for me am i just like assuming that am i just being narcissistic and assuming that god has some great big this giant god actually has something for my life there's like eight billion of us uh um i was just supposed to be an extra yeah, I'm, and it's especially harder in the face of knowing what other people are going through because it's like what I'm going through is painful and it's hard and it's difficult and I still know somebody else is going through worse and they're still showing up to church and they're still praying and fasting and they're still strong in their faith. Why am I questioning myself? Why does, this, why does it hurt more when I'm going through less than somebody else? Yeah. It almost it and it's it's crazy because to even admit that is like blasphemy. How can you yeah. be so ungrateful? Look right. at all that's happening in your life. Look at how mm-hmm. God has blessed you. See all the things that He's done. And, and yet you're ungrateful. And yet and, and, and that's the word ungrateful that they've that they use. Is it a case of depression? Or is it just the truest showing that all this money stuff, all this getting having the right job driving the right car being with the right company having the right mm-hmm. is it all just water mm-hmm. is it really all like the smoke and mirrors that god said it was mm-hmm. and that there there is something deeper in there that we're truly not getting i mean it was god himself who said that it would be easier for a camel to enter the, through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I think that in a lot of ways, not to call myself a rich man. You're but... a rich man, Esther. It's okay. Oh, I will call you one if you don't want to call yourself one. No, it's okay. I don't, I don't, You're a rich man. It's I don't okay. Claim, I, don't, I claim it's for the future me. You're a rich man. And you don't matter anyway. He's already put it in you. You just have to nurture it. That's what that's part of what's frustrating me is knowing that there's I'm going through something that God knows I can get through and that I theoretically have the skills to get through it. But the only way I'm going to be able to get through it is that I have to build those skills. Like there's a part of there's like a seedling of those skills that God has already planted in each one of us. The hard part is actually growing the skill from the seed and then using that to get out of the situation that is what makes it feel so dark is that you it legit feels like is you the coach is out here not not me trying to sports not a sports not me trying to sports but not a sports analogy it feels like the coach is really out here having me like train harder or like beat my time and i'm already Mm. tired and this is like the third two a day this week Mm-hmm. and he's still saying that I can go faster and I should keep going. And I'm like, how do you, how would you know? Not even how yeah. do you know, how would you know? Yeah. How would you know what it's like to be here, to go through this? So then in, with with that, all of that in mind, like the pain and the stress and uncertainty, it's like, there has to be a way to still build patience that isn't that doesn't feel so painful. So then, like, I guess how what does patience look like for you right now? 
A lot of patience has been dealing with the beast. That is my mm-hmm. emotions. I hate, I've hated sitting in silence this week. Everything is just so loud. Like I, I, like I, I tried to explain this to a couple people. I hope that the non-Christians like understand where I'm coming from when I say it's so loud. Like I can, I can hear, <laughs> sounds crazy. Not like I can hear voices, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, yeah, you can hear voices. I can legit hear voices warring within myself it's never quiet in my head lately Mm -hmm. it's been so loud like where i will try to drown out my thoughts with music or with just having the tv on but it somehow makes those thoughts louder and even Mm -hmm. more present and it's been recognizing that i can't tune out the beast that i have to just kind of sit there and feel nasty Mm. and just ride the wave through the nastiness till I'm on the other side you know what would help though is filling your brain with some more rubbish to really just distract you from all of that you know there's a new season of Love Love Island out right I know I've tried I can't even (laughs) get into it I've been like I've had to Mm. really be journaling more lately oh that's what I haven't done thank you for reminding me I haven't done that in a week that's Mm. yeah that would help I've had to really like write my emotions down and like be very vulnerable with my therapist about where things are headed because mm-hmm. I li- like I'm not getting a break mm-hmm. and it's like having to deal with myself and then going back out into the world and having to deal with people looking for my trouble again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so at some point, like this is some of, this is the work that doesn't feel great. Yeah. This is like the, that the that level of like work and effort you have to put into your own like mental well-being that sucks of having to like be okay with feeling super mad and feeling super shitty and just letting yourself feel that way for however long it takes mhm i guess maybe that's why i've subconsciously not been journaling this week is cuz i just don't want to have to think through everything again it just feels like more work. Yeah. How am I supposed to go to work, then work on this podcast, then work on myself? Then, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't want to work. I'm starting yeah. to pick up what these hypergamy girls are putting down. I mean, like I said, why, <laughs> why do I have to work? Why can't I just marry rich? This comes up every three episodes at this point. Okay. <laughs> My boyfriend is somewhere sitting in the corner being like, babes, you have to work. But like, why can't I just marry marry rich? <laughs> Wait, did you just say hypergamy? Yeah. What's that? That is when you marry someone who is of a higher... Oh, hypergamy. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize that was the term for it. I mean, yeah, yeah why yeah. can't I just marry rich? You see, we can't do that and say matching someone's foot. Hmm. We're multi- wow. We're multifaceted wow. like that. Wow, Babes have the range. range. The range. Babes have range. It's the ghetto. It's the ghetto right now in my life. The ghetto. It's the ghetto having to set boundaries. It's the ghetto having to act like an adult. Um, it's the ghetto having to be the level-headed person when you're tired of being the level-headed person. Or but just God tired. Is, or you're just tired. But God is like, you asking God, like, God, can someone who's level-headed rise up and fix the situation? And God is looking at mm-hmm. you like, yeah, 
Yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that would be great. That's like, anytime that's now, like, anytime that's you like want to handle first that. Time, like, the first time I, I um, it's like when I, I imagine that's what it's going to be like when I have to change a tire by myself for the first time. Where it's like, I know I'm going to call my dad and be like, I have to change a tire. Like, and he's going to be like, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you do have to deal with that. And I'm going to be like, wait, but you're not going to help. He's going to be like, no, no. But it's looked like a lot of reflection in this period and a lot of movement without clear direction. I've just mm-hmm. been moving and settling into this like almost second year out in the real world, away from college. Oh. Uh, and for the first time in my life, really not knowing what I want to do next. Like mm-hmm. that's half a lie. Because I know where I want to go with my job. Right, and but the specifics. I, yeah, I don't know who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm running out of... T- not running. Somebody... I'm, You're I know definitely not running, running out of time. Out of time. You're like, I'm sli- like sauntering towards... I'm sauntering towards time. a period where it will be significantly harder to mm-hmm. double back. I don't believe that... It's never too late to double back. I would like to stress that. But it is harder... To double back at certain periods. Yeah. 24, single, un, with no kids. Mm-hmm. It's easy to double back. 45, mm. with a whole family and a mortgage, a little right. bit harder to double back. Yeah. I would, I, I guess I'm so focused on failing early. I want to get mm-hmm. all my mistakes out of the way so that when I finally hit whatever my peak adulting age is i am Mm -hmm. done with the mistakes i have now arrived at this great person even i know that person will never exist because i'm constantly changing and that's why we call this thing life but that is what am i called to do what happens without a grade or a teacher motivating me to perform like what sticks right that's part of that's part of what i'm scared of like graduating is I've gotten so used to academia and having that structure of study, exam, study, exam, study, exam, practice, exam, practice, 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 and having all of those like markers of success and performance that I kind of like part of me is scared of being in a living in a world again where I don't have that level of structure and I don't have those benchmarkers to as I don't have those markers of success. Yeah, you're essentially just blindly taking a next step only Mm -hmm. based on your previous learnings. And for someone who's 24, that's not a lot of learnings. It's not. It really isn't. That's not (laughs) a lot of learnings, my dear. It's really not. It really is not. So those of (laughs) y'all who are calling us um, on the older spectrum, you younger people, it's Hmm. not a lot of learnings. No. We're just out here moving off of vibes. Moving mad. (laughs) Just moving mad just out here not like wondering low-key aimlessly yes you know we have the word of god to um guide us but the word of god does not say like what the correct level of patience is mm-hmm. it just says this is how jesus exercised patience yep yep your move my boy <laughs> he said <laughs> it said your turn um your serve it's like thanks for that because as as we like to say the bible is a book about god it's not a book about how you should act mm-hmm. god is just saying like this is who i am yeah if you would like to follow me this is how we do things over here in the family 
act accordingly. It's tough when I am reading scripture or looking at other biblical characters who did exercise patience and figuring out what I can learn from them while also figuring out who I want to be as a result Mm -hmm. of that. So welcome to, this is not, it's a ghetto Bible studies, but we're not even sing. I'm too sad. (laughs) Ghetto Bible study. Yeah. No jingle um, today. But yeah, this is fine. I'll do a small jingle. Ghetto Bible study. Welcome. We're not even going to be reading the word of God, which is probably not the move. Probably not the right move. (laughs) She said we're not reading the word of God. But we're not. Deal with it. Not to say, it's not because I don't want to read the word of God when I'm sad. It's because this particular story, the story of Joseph, um, it just, it's long, man. It's like chapters 37 and then 39 through 45 in Genesis. Yeah, but I guess, you know what you need to get through the story of Joseph is patience. (laughs) We don't have that much patience. This episode needs to be at a wrap. I'm going out after this. I'm going kayaking. I'm going to do something that makes me happy. Oh, nice. I'm glad it's not raining over there. It just started raining here. Now I can't go walk in the park and drink sake. No, it's actually a very beautiful day. So I'm trying to be out of here at a reasonable hour so that I can enjoy the Mm -hmm. sun. Um, this, that, and the story of Joseph is just, it's really long. It's a, it I really encourage long. you, um, cause I did do this reading, um, before this, but if, if you were curious, this is Genesis 37, chapters 37, 39, um, 37 and 39 through 45. Mm-hmm. So for everybody, we're just going to give a brief recap and then we're going to dive in and wrap up. So Jacob was one, not Jacob, <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Joseph was one of Jacob's 12 sons. Right. His father loved him more than any of the others and gave him a colored cloak, or as we've come to know, the coat of many colors. Coat of many colors. You know, some people think it's a bathrobe. Interesting. <laughs> interesting choice but yeah i said it both ways because the, the 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 christians are here they we know which way we like to say it the coat of many colors so his brothers were jealous of him joseph and sold him into slavery as you do whilst beefing with siblings of course you know naturally you just you know sell them to be slaves no big deal so joseph was taken to egypt and eventually became a steward to potiphar which is one of pharaoh's officials however Potiphar's wife tried unsuccessfully, I would like to add, Mm. to seduce Joseph. And when it failed, she falsely accused him of doing something. Assaulting her. Mm -hmm. And so... Not to call her her a major bitch, but like... That's... She's right up there with Delilah. Ooh. She's right up there with Delilah. Ooh. Delilah is still... Side note. I know Delilah is the most trifling woman in the entire Bible to me. She is. She's she the is. most trifling woman. I don't think I've... That's toxic. That is toxic. It is. It is toxic. Moving back, because I don't want to spend too much time away from this. We're back in the ward. Mm-hmm. So, after Potiphar's wife had... Um, where was that? Yeah. After she made the false acu- accusations, Joseph... Wow. Joseph was hmm. thrown... Joseph... Joseph. Joseph. I was going to say Jason like and then Joseph. Jason. And Don't. Joseph. Not Jason. So Joseph was thrown back in jail. This time not as a slave, but if you know anything about the prison systems, 
that and slavery, they told him the line. So, yeah. you know, sold as a slave, then kind of came out of it, then thrown back in jail. And due to his ability to interpret Pharaoh's dreams, he was eventually made governor of Egypt. So he turned it around again. And he was able yep. to wisely ration the country's produce in preparation for a time of famine. During the famine, Jacob's sons, the father, his sons came mm-hmm. to Egypt to plead with Joseph for supplies. They didn't recognize him, but after he was satisfied that they were reformed, he identified himself with great joy. And Joseph invited his father and his brothers to come settle in Egypt. And that is the basic recap of the story that we're going to be that was a very nice quick quick recap. So, I'm a bit of a of a literary nerd, not much of one because at a certain point the sky was blue because it's blue. Mm. There were certain themes in here that I noticed like one he was punished and redeemed the same way twice. Like he mm. like follows those same hells and values. So, he is essentially like stripped of his coat and then sold to slavery but then ends up redeeming himself and working for Potiphar. But then right. when Madame Potiphar tried to seduce Madame him... Madame Potiphar. Madame yes. Potiphar. Mm. I actually like that to Potiphar's wife. Madame Potiphar. I know, yeah. Madame Potiphar. Madame Potiphar tries to seduce him, like, taking off his clothes and stuff. It, it gets a little, like, assaultish. Yeah. Definitely assaultish. And assault, not even assaultish. So she's out assault. here trying to, like, rip his clothes off and she says, he says, no, ma'am! And... She ends up, you know, falsely accusing him. So he's thrown back in jail, but then becomes governor of Egypt. So somehow. Yeah. But we. But that whole thing takes years. Years. Like this is over his lifetime because he's sold as a slave as a boy. Like he was. You know, he was you know a what youth. makes it even more funny to think of? It's also his same father who waited 14 years. To marry his mother. Y'all remember I told this story a few weeks, um, some weeks ago in a previous ghetto Bible study. Jacob, to marry Leah. Remember, he had to oh, work yeah. seven years. And, and then, then his, father, his uncle gave him the wrong woman. Or the, he gave him his sister. So then he had to wait another seven years to marry Leah. Mm-hmm. This family really has a bad thing with God's timing. That's all I'm going to say. And it's interesting, like, going through this story that we're seeing how... Someone who is essentially the spoiled youth of his, like his father's mm-hmm. favorite, becoming this very like prudent leader and savior of his family. Right. If you, if you just read the story, the first thing you'll like grasp is, you know, like obviously the family betrayal, obviously like the cult of many colors and the redemption in the end. But oh, I, th- I mean, but, but also I've always asked myself like reading that story how old were they when this happened because i have a hard time imagining any grown man looking at somebody else's robe and being like oh my daddy likes them better so i'm going to sell them as a slave what kind of backwash (laughs) backwards when you're one of 12 yeah but at the same time you say that you know how big my mom's family is I don't think she would have sold any of her siblings into slavery over a garment. You know, it's different times, my dear. Maybe maybe colored fabric was, that's like the Gucci of their day. Yeah, but at the same time, it wasn't even like good quality garment because it took, they, they ripped it apart and he put did. gold's blood on it and took it back to their dad to be like, oh, he's he dead. Like, 
and he really thought like what what was it a boar or something it, a boar doesn't have that much force to rip the th- anyway sorry now we're just getting into semantics but i just don't understand that how old are these guys well when they sell him to slavery because he's one of 12 and he was the youngest i believe second youngest second his young, youngest was, was benjamin benjamin, benjamin mm-hmm. was the youngest but benjamin was like i don't believe he was like older than a, a teenager right so he definitely like i i believe that at that point jacob not jacob joseph mm-hmm. was sub 18 i don't know right. cause yeah I'm, I'm, he, they were definitely younger than their brother but i'm saying like their brothers were old th- these were grown men these are grown acting men. like this can you see? Can you imagine being grown and still doing rubbish like this at your age? Clearly. At your age, you're still behaving like this. Esther, you can't rationalize something that's irrational as a rational person. I say this to you all the time. Uh-uh. And what I find and- strange about this story, and the reason why we're bringing it up for today's ghetto Bible studies, like how does this have to do with patience, is that... Not, I, I guess the point of this is not to call Joseph spoiled, but the Joseph that we start off with, the initial character we meet, does not appear to have the traits to become such a prudent leader. No, he acts like a small rat. Why would you call me rat? <laughs> because that's how he behaved. I mean, as much as I'm here, like, oh, like, how did his brothers really get that mad over a jacket and the fact that his dad liked him but at the same time he gloated a lot yeah. like he had he, he the whole story starts with him having two dreams, dreams about how he's yes. going to rule over all his brothers and he's like gloating about it that's crazy that is wild that's crazy just being like um look i had a dream where y'all were my where i sunned all of y'all and i sunned all of y'all yeah, that's essentially what he said yeah i had yeah, a dream where just I, say that where i sunned you all and mm-hmm. you bowed down and worshiped me so just wanted to let you know. Continue with your choice. Like my God, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Keep sweeping the kitchen." <laughs> Part of what makes this story so interesting and what uh, such a good story about patience and relying on God's timing is that the Joseph back then wouldn't be the Joseph that ends up saving Egypt and his right. family in return. Right. Not to permit. Mm. the stress that he went under i i always like struggle with like saying oh well this bad thing that you went through it shaped you and made you for the better so you should be grateful for it (laughs) you shouldn't have to go through about some bad shit well you you kind of have to you you do you do but it's not like you deserve you don't deserve it there's there's a difference between like having to go through something to grow as a person and deserving bad things happening to you no you don't deserve bad things you will you will have to walk through things because that's just the reality of life bad things happen but you do not deserve but it will happen because that's just the reality of life and it's clear that the more obstacles that he's able to clear the more competent he becomes in how to lead. It's only Mm -hmm. through becoming a slave that when he ends up working for Potiphar, he he can't be doing that, be like, oh, well, Potiphar, I had a dream where you did this and everybody was out here and you made me governor. He learns humility. Yeah. Right. Because it's not like those dreams stopped after he was a kid. No. We just don't hear about them anymore because he doesn't feel the need to gloat. He also learns organization Mm -hmm. in Potiphar's house. 
Like he ends up like organizing the whole house. He get, gets put in charge of all the other slaves. And this is why this is why I struggle with be- when God is like, you were put on the armor of the Lord. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to learn I don't want to be a hero. I don't think I've ever liked heroes. And I think that's why I have such a huge aversion to Captain America as mm-hmm. a superhero. Oh my God. Yeah. Bring out Captain America. I think that so much of like the hero's journey is based on overcoming these crazy complications that would have reduced a lesser man. And I'm wondering, not just am I cut out for it, but am I willing to deal with the cost that having to undergo these complications ends up bringing anyways? Like, am Mm -hmm. I willing to go through it? Is it going to be worth it? Is this person who I'm going to be shaped into better than the stress it took for me to get there. Mm. And the answer is yes. Yeah, but I don't... But I don't... (laughs) It doesn't feel sufficient. No, it does not. It's not really like a yes. It's like a yes? I guess. It's an I guess. How do you... How do you anti-slavery twice like honestly i really want i was just about to say i was like he entered slavery twice and then, and then got, not even he entered slavery twice he entered slavery and then became imprisoned on top of the slavery yes. so not only was he a slave he was an imprisoned slave because there's no way he was a free man in prison come on no there's no way Mm-mm. he was a slave he was a slave and then he was an imprisoned slave as if it makes it any better and I, I know that I wouldn't handle that well. I know I wouldn't handle that well. Because I'm not handling the small, the small inconveniences that I need to overcome to become just a relatively patient person. Yeah, that's, that's where, I mean, that's what this episode is about, is both of us feel just like, why? Why patience? I, I'm really struggling to handle the fact that I need to face adversity to become a better person. I don't know why that just sits so poorly with me well i sort of do know why i was like i feel like i know know that the part of it is the privilege and i've never really gone through like any like deep adversity so like even the slightest adversity doesn't rub white with me and that up until this point because of my intelligence i'm not used to having to be so inconvenienced in order to achieve things so having to wait for a longer time i don't think that's even it i don't think that's still even it i think there's so much a person can bear and you can only with time and challenges you're able to to take more before you're at your turning point and i don't think even like because people who have privilege and people who don't have privilege still have struggles right it's not everything is still relative but i don't think that i think that i don't want you to like dis discount the i don't want you to to take away the fact that you're feeling something strong because you have privilege like acknowledging the privilege is important but you are going through something and it is a challenge and i think it's still worth acknowledging that in that it is more than it's more than you were ready to to handle right now and it's not like you're just being a whiny baby which i think is a perception when people chop things up to being privileged because the thing is that i'm gonna i'm gonna handle business at the end of the day I, sh- I can't be the person that just lets, like, I'm just going to let the chips fall as they may, and I'm just going to, like, let it all rain down. That's not how, that's not what it means to be a Nigerian. We don't carry last. It still has to get done. The paper still chips needs to be turned fall. in. Chips fall. The PR needs to be submitted. The episodes need to get published. 
things still need to be done and I'm going to do them. I'm just not happy about it. Yeah. And I'm, I guess I'm struggling to figure out, is it okay to not be happy about it? And am I still being patient if I'm not happy about it? If I'm not happy in being patient, am I still patient? Mm. Yeah. Because patience, patience is a practice. It's not like, you know, it's kind of like, think of it like yoga, right? You don't, expect on day one of being at yoga to be able to do a headstand and being able to do a back bend and to be able to do full splits it takes time but it doesn't mean that when you're practicing you're not still doing yoga you're still doing yoga even though you can't do those full splits or the full back bend or the headstand yeah you're just practicing so just because you're not just because it's not easy to be patient and you don't like it doesn't mean that you're not still practicing patient or that you're you're not being patient right like that's the whole point is that it's a practice it's you're growing and advancing and just being in the act of doing it yeah you're not gonna like it I don't fucking like being patient I don't like having to I mean I tend to over empathize and put other people's needs before me I don't like doing that because it's always at the expense of myself but it's a like I said it's a practice right it's like an everyday thing where you're learning slowly but surely okay here's what I was able to put up with yesterday. I may not have been happy with it, but I can, I know I can at least put up with the same amount to, today. And I can probably put up with the same amount tomorrow. And if I can't, that's fine. But I'll try again the day after. I mean, I guess on that note... <laughs> oh my God. How are you trying to be a better person today? I think today is finally the day I get to say I'm not... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not. I am not trying to be a better person today. I am tired. I am tired. I'm angry. I just want to sleep. I am trying very hard not to cry right now. And that's where I'm at. And that's where this is going to end. I don't want to be. I don't. I'm not trying to be a better person today. Maybe tomorrow. Like I said, it's a practice. I thought I just gave this very deep spiel about actively trying to be patient. I'm like, no, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) How are you trying to be a better person today? I am trying to have grace for myself when I don't handle these Mm -hmm. things well. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to act my age sometimes. Is it? No, not in the way of like being older, but recognizing how young 24 is. Right, okay, yeah. So the opposite direction, yeah. Some of y'all 30-somethings... Some of y'all 30-somethings are looking to me to act like the adult, and I'm about to decline. Yeah. Because some of you hoes need to know that if you fuck around, you just might find out. Mm. This is that season. And I'm letting you know that I'm giving myself grace to do that. Yeah. I'm giving myself grace to while out on you. I'm choosing to not always, even though this is the patience episode, I'm giving myself patience in getting there. In being in in having flare ups, so I am cautioning you. I am I pray to oh that God. God. She really said, "Don't tr- don't try and don't try my pray trouble." Pray to trouble that God. And if you want to see chaos, if you want to see mayhem, mischief, and malfeasance, oh, we could do it. We can get crazy up in here. She said, "Don't mess with me." Today's lesson is: I'm giving myself grace to be crazy. No, today's lesson is everyone else needs to be patient with us while we just take, take a second to just <laughs> I'm deal with what we're going through. I'm being patient, but I'm being patient with myself as I learn patience. Because 
I, I think that there's only so much that one person can take and that I'm having to do a lot of trimming on who's in my life, on what I'm prioritizing. And I'm going to need some of y'all to start acting your age. I'm going to need, because in, in a good dynamic, everybody is having to be an adult some of the time, but not all of the time. There's, everyone Mm -hmm. gets a break to while out. And here's the thing. When I go crazy, I get crazy. I do everything in extremes. I'm just, I'm warning you. I'm putting this out in the universe, in the ether. Just any, any future troublemakers that want to come my way. I'm letting you know that it's zero or a hundred. Hey, at least when you signed up to listen to this podcast, you, when we said we were going to be honest, we were being honest. Not everything is rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. However, that does not mean that you get to leave us a review with this same energy. Okay? Only nice things. You will only say nice things in our Apple reviews of this podcast. That's all I'm saying. Look, if you, if you understand what we're talking about, if you too are trying to figure out how to be patient... If you're on your last nerve with this patience, then you should follow us. We're on Instagram. Our handle is at abegthepod. That's A-B-E-G, the P-O-D. I'm not even going to fight you today, yeah. You should follow us because... Follow us. We 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 talk about it all. We talk about how Jesus is great. And we also talk about how Jesus doesn't like to respond to us sometimes. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, we just talked about how we are giving ourselves a pass to not have to be patient. So all of y'all that have been checking out our Instagram account but not actually following, today's the day I call you out. Follow us. Now. You have no choice. I, I know who you are. I'm the one that manages the Instagram account now. I will come after you. That's all I'm saying. Warning has been warned. And if you listen on Spotify, you can leave us a five-star rating. On Apple, Muse, on Apple Podcasts, you can too. Like I said, no negative comments. You don't get to use the energy we use today to comment about us. Only nice things to say. If you have negative things to say, come and say them to my face. Actually, no, say them to Esther's face. I think Esther wants to fight today. This week, Esther wants to fight. <laughs> no, I, I never want to fight. That's the thing. Look, I'm well, tall. because they'll lose? No, because I'm tall and I'm big. Like, it's, it's never going to look... The optics is never going to be running in my favor to, for me to be fighting somebody because most people are small compared to me. So I never want to fight. But some of y'all confuse that with me not being able and I just want you to, <laughs> I want you to know that those, those two aren't mutually exclusive. Mm-mm. Just because I don't like to do something doesn't mean I don't know how to do something. Hey. So this has been another episode of a Peg the Podcast. Be warned. <laughs> be warned. It's been great talking. It's been great letting shit out with you, Esther. Always a pleasure. It's painful, but very, very therapeutic. Always, always a pleasure. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Adios. Bye.